Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Happy Happy Throwback throwback Thursday. Thursday. Oh my God, my sound levels are so hot. Oh, because you're hot, Rob. We are together in the same room. I'm sure everybody can hear the echo that is going on. Echo. Echo. Together again for For the the first first time. Oh, that's a fun. That that was a little uh, Christopher Fitzgerald. A little little Chris Fitzgerald coming at you. Slash. Not from Gutenberg the musical. No, no, no. From (laughs) Young Frankenstein. Remember Gutenberg? Remember that about the the, yes. the musical, the improvish musical about the printing press? That's fun. <laughs> Nothing says <laughs> a musical like that one. That was that one of the see first you. shows at 59th East 59th. That little oh, I was going to say, see you at New World Stages. <laughs> Next uh, to Slava Snow Show. Is that where that's going? <laughs> no, it's no, going no, to be on Broadway, it's on Broadway I think. Yeah. Sla- yeah. What is Slava Snow Show? It's like a family festivities where it, I think is like kind of a clownish, but it's like this, it snows all around you and it's like a, I don't know. That's all I have. It's like family entertainment. You don't basically. know what the fuck I really is. don't know. You I've saw seen a picture of a I woman saw the commercial in during the snow, CBS Sunday morning. And, and you're and like, it's about a snow show. I see a man. I know it was here a couple of years ago because I remember um, it, it, it used to sort of come every year. Not it's, like Christmas Carol, but like, you know. It's actually the goings on of Inside a Snow Globe. Um, right. Much like the season finale of Saint Elsewhere. Yeah. So that's a throwback to your '80s kids out there. Remember wow. The, do you ever watch Saint Elsewhere? Do you know no, how it ends? No. The end. You found out it was all a boy's dream, Are you and, every, and everyone existed in a snow globe. Now that's a way to do it. That's now a way that's to a, tie that's it all a, up together. Now that's a way to look at your audience and go, "Fuck you!" Yeah, after right? eight years, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of a musical that did that, where the whole musical was one thing, and then all of a sudden they were, or the, like they tried to do with that Annie production up there in the uh, upstate, where it was all a dream. She woke up and she was back in the orphanage, and she wasn't adopted. <laughs> It's not funny, but it is kind of funny. I would love to have been the kids of that production. Just be like, Mommy, what's happening? I wonder if we'll see something like that with this West Side Story that Eva Van Hoeve is doing, I wonder. There's have good. you heard anything more about it? Okay, so let's read it. This is, okay, once again, folks, all rumors. This we is a one-act version of... Because <laughs> you know how this town likes to gossip. Well, first of all, it is a one-act. There's no intermission. Oh, I was joking. It no, really what is. I'm hearing is, is there is no intermission. They have cut America. They have cut I Feel Pretty. They've cut the something's coming ballet. The opening is all done on video. This is stuff. These are these are rumors. These are rumors. I don't know anybody that's. I don't. I've not heard this from anyone directly in the show. No one in the show has said, "Hey, this is what's happening." Okay. I'm hearing it from people who have seen a couple of rehearsals and are hearing from friends of friends. Ooh, I'm excited. Yes. Are you really? I am because Oklahoma started this. Although Oklahoma, they didn't change. Other than the orchestrations, the dialogue is pretty much the same. The song melodic lines are basically the same. Nothing was cut. No, they literally just reinvented it. Good job. Is, and is the vegan chili recipe they're serving at intermission the same one that was served at the St. James in 1943? It actually is the exact same portions and the same food. They just oh, they just had it frozen in all these it. years. Yeah, God yeah, yeah. bless. So like Walt Disney's head. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Two things in that freezer: Walt Disney's head and the chili from the original exactly. production of Oklahoma. <laughs> 
No, you know, they waited for Arthur Lawrence to die, and then they were like, all right, yeah, let's 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 get the put this on the chopping block. <laughs> I mean, no, really though, who decides? How how can they get away with it? You know what I mean? Like, like West Side Story? Yeah. You can't estate? do that with the Rogers and Hammerstein estate. You know, they're gonna come down hard on you. They're gonna I don't think Ted Chapin was there at that first preview, and I was there as well, and he was definitely there to make sure that they were gonna mm-hmm. adhere to all the rules, regulations, and respect of the original Oklahoma. See I, what I did there? I did a little zombie prom. Anyone zombie prom? Rules, zombie, rules oh. regulations. And respect. Sorry. Oh, now sorry, he's sorry. old school. Just, you know what's so funny? Um, Patrick Pachenko has this show on uh, public access, not public access in New York, CUNY TV. Yes, I love those channels. And they had to, he interviewed Ted Chapin about the Oklahoma revival. Oh, I would like it to see that. It was so interesting. Yeah. I don't know if it's available on like YouTube or anything, but huh. check it out. It was a really interesting yeah. talk about how the, the oh, what the estate allows, what the estate doesn't allow, how they allow things. Ted was one of our first guests. I was just going to say that he's a great guy. He is a great guy. A, well, not only is he you know, the head of, you know, one of the most powerful organizations of musical theater in the city, but he also is passionate about musical theater, you know, the way that we are. That's how I connected with, I did a concert and he was the host of it. And we connected immediately on our shared love of the history of musical theater. We're all geeks. Yeah, I think so. We're all geeks. Hey, speaking of shared love of musical theater. Yes, my friend. So our, one of our other early guests, Jack Vertel from Encores is stepping down after 20 years of yeah. being the artistic director. And there's a new artistic there director. There is. They've announced. They've announced. Lear, I hope I'm saying her last name correctly, Lear de, it's Bassonet. Uh, say it in a French accent, Rob. Lear de Bassonet. Uh, <laughs> Lear is nice. from New Orleans. Yes. Um, and has had an amazing French career. Creole. And yeah. she's, Kevin, I think she's in our age bracket. Really? So she's young, right? Woo-hoo! That's young, right? Ooh. That's, She's young, right? That's, yeah, I'm not pushing 40 at all. Um, yeah, no, that's wonderful. And, and after all these years, I mean, to have sort of... She's been a part of the festivities there for a little bit, so she knows the routine. But uh, I think it's going to be really exciting to have, uh, you know, and this Millie that's being done, that's sort of a, a retake on the That production. she's directing. That yeah. she's directing, yeah. So I, I wonder if we'll see more of that uh, in the Encore series. I lament the fact that we probably won't see Goldilocks anytime soon, but that's okay. I look forward to the Starlight. Express version all done on um, those little skate sneakers. Wheelies. That they, yes, thank you. Starlight Express, I must confess. Are you real? Answer. Yes. Oh, oh, I thought it was answer uh, me yes, yes or no. That's thank great. You. Good lyric. Thanks. Hey, I, 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 I am a writer. I'm a singer. Also, uh, my shout out to my hometown. Uh, they just did The Music Man. Oh, did they, Rob? Yeah, guess who played Harold Hill? Who played Harold Hill, Rob? Anthony Pascal. Really? Yep. Anthony Pascal was the music man. Now, I love him I so mean, much. I didn't mean there to be a, such a but pregnant folks, pause there. I was a little... I, I love him so much. I think he's so talented. I am so curious. If anyone saw this, can you get me a bootleg of him singing... Because I just picture it. I picture him coming out with his guitar. I don't know. I just oh, always I know. Like definitely, him. like with like I, I imagine like leather pants of some kind. Yeah, and he's like wearing he, like yeah. that conductor's uniform, but like yeah. the sleeves are ripped off. Yes, and like yes, definitely. Yeah. Like, but like tattered a little bit. Yeah, you know? was you right? <laughs> you got trouble here in River City. Yeah. There was music. Yeah. Oh my! There God. was wonderful Rosie. They tell me. Here's sweet. 76 trombone <laughs> yeah. and a big brain. 
<laughs> they're all electric guitars. Yeah, totally. They're all carrying their amps with them. Wow. I don't know. So I'm sure, I'm not, I'm sure it was a fabulous production. I'm no, just, I'm you know just what? so curious. I recall years, like a decade ago, when Jason Robert Brown uh, was doing a concert, when he would, you know, he did a lot of concerts uh, with about the material of Parade. This is like right after Parade, like the early aughts. And I had a bootleg of, of Pascal, uh, Anthony or Adam Pascal? Adam Pascal. Yeah, I think you said Anthony. Anthony Rapp. Oh, Anthony Rapp. Oh, I'm I'm thinking of Adam Pascal right now. That's who it is. Adam okay, Pascal. I thought you said Anthony uh, Pascal before. Um, but he, him singing "Flying Home" from Songs New World, Ooh. but he sounds not with the raspy voice, almost like the raspy voice is a little put on for mm. the pop rock shows. Oh, you so like that? I was though. really impressed by. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, like really wailing. Didn't he do Memphis? Yeah. Uh, yes, I think he did. Yeah. That was music. <laughs> Constipated a little. They bit. tell me that's my rock sound. Yeah, it's nice. Can I can I go in for a rock show? You work on that with Sherry Sanders? Yeah, she, yeah. <laughs> Sherry like, Sanders. Literally, she like literally wrote the book on how to sing pop rock. There's an actual book. No, literally, she wrote the book. Yeah, I think the young called, folks, you should get it if you are auditioners of the pop rock uh, genre. Of which, if you are a young in the city, you better be because that's and, all you're auditioning with these days. That's oh, that's so true. Seriously, like everything, even like Dear Evan Hansen. Pop, sing a pop song. Do you have a pop rock in your book? No. The good thing about getting older is the older you get, you don't need one. Really? No one's gonna ask. No one's gonna ask someone that almost forty to sing a pop rock song. And if they do, it's gonna be like a Billy Joel or like something. You don't have to like. No, you're like gonna be like the dad. You're gonna Up be like town the girl. Oh, yes, that's that's. He's been living. Oh, I love. Oh, I oh, like that. Oh, I like that song. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So uh, we're we're in we're on borrowed time. So we yeah we gotta get gotta crappy. Kick. We did an interview this morning, and then we're gonna get kicked out now. So I think we should get to our favorite thing. Who wants to go friend. first? Um, I'll go first. Um, my favorite thing. Uh, now, listeners, please forgive me because I don't usually do this. Uh, my favorite thing is sort of parallel with an interview that's going to be coming out, um, and. I, I think I, I thought of how I would feel if I knew that this favorite thing existed and then I get to hear the interview and I think that this favorite thing will actually give a greater context to the interview with this legend that we had. Um, so my favorite thing is a documentary that is coming out um, uh, actually, uh, by the time this plays on Monday, on the 11th, you'll be able to stream this documentary and uh, be able to buy it on iTunes and rent it. Um, and then if you're in the city uh, this weekend, uh, you can actually see this documentary at the Landmark Theater, November 4th through the 7th. So it would have been yesterday, but through uh, tomorrow or the next day. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And that's at the Landmark Theater on 57th Street. But this is called Leonard Soloway's Broadway. And um, some of you may, may be saying, oh my gosh, Leonard Soloway, the, the 91, 92 year Year old, I think. Um, you know, pr- previous general manager, producer of Broadway shows, house manager of, of, th- of theaters, has been around in a 70 plus um, years in the business. And, or some of you may say, um, who the heck is, is that? Um, and if that's you, either way, you've got to see this documentary. It is a, it's an extremely well-made documentary. I think it's for anybody who is a fan of theater, anybody who's interested in theater. And basically what the documentary does is it goes, it, 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 it celebrates uh, Leonard's very fascinating life over the years as um, a person who has definitely worked the majority of his life backstage or, or producing theater on Broadway and off Broadway. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it follows him, 90-year-old Leonard, producing Maurice Hines' uh, 
Tapping Through Life. Tapping Through Life. Uh, which played in 2015-16 uh, at the, the New World Stages. Unfortunately, for a man who had such an illustrious, fantastic, successful career, this piece was not a success. So while you're watching this man's life in the parallel time, you're watching this him try to raise funds and produce this off-Broadway piece of theater that really did not do so well. Um, and you see him get into fights with the director. You see him... I mean, this is a man who's, who's, who's literally told Lauren Bacall to... Shut the fuck up. Excuse my language. But like literally like was, you know, told, and you'll hear that in the interview. And, and because of that, she respected him. Same thing with Jerome Robbins when he did Jerome Robbins Broadway. He's, so this man is, is used to dealing with, with people. But boy, he pulls, he pulls all the punches in this documentary. Um, and while at the same time, you get to hear um, people celebrate him. People like Elizabeth Ashley, Tora Fel- Tova Felcher, who's one of our previous guests, along with Debbie Gravitt, Manny, Manny Eisenberg. We got to talk to Manny Eisenberg. I would talk love to talk to Manny Eisenberg. Um, but, you know, this is, this is a, a well-done um, documentary, and um, it, was, it was directed by uh, Jeff Walk. Um, and I just, I, I, I think it will give better context to the eventual interview that uh, listeners that you will hear of this this gentleman who, um, boy, is, is, is 90 plus, is still going after it, still wanting to produce stuff, still staying active, um, and I guess it's rare that we have a person that we talk to that really is an open book. He really, there was nothing he wasn't going to do. His love life, his flings, the, when JFK came to the theater and he tells us the story, which I think is included in the documentary, about um, how, you know, one of the Secret Service kind of um, popped up into the old manager's office and then popped in and out of his life for six more months after that. So, If you know what we mean. If you know, wink, 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 what we're talking about. They so had sex he was, at the Richard Rogers. <laughs> Yeah, he was like he was definitely enjoying telling us about his own sex Oh, he liked the boys, that's for sure. So anyway, it was. But he, more than that, you get to hear about his amazing career, and he's he's very honest and straight up. Um, and I, you know what, really, it reminded me of old school showbiz. He talks about Jerry Schoenfeld and Bernard Jacobs yeah. and the and the Schuberts, and and you know this is a man who was at especially in his. Prime, he uh, he was a part of that world, that old Broadway from the 60s, 70s, part 80s. Of his you know, world. <laughs> how yes. dare you? And and it's fun to 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 after our interview and to watch the documentary to, to get a little glimpse of that to to experience what that old school showbiz was like. I agree with you. Yeah. I I agree with you wholeheartedly. So this is called Leonard Soloway's Broadway, and Leonard will be a guest. We'll yeah. air the episode in a couple of weeks, yeah. right? Yeah, but Not, look for, and look forward to that because it's he's <laughs> the week after next. Okay, right? Sure. Yeah, I don't I'm, schedule it. I'm ca- <laughs> <laughs> you're looking at me like I I don't. That's not. I'm me. the secretary. <laughs> I know the agenda. This is true. Rob is the secretary, and Rob does know the agenda. Miss Marmelstein, Miss Marmelstein. They call me Miss Marmelstein. Anthony Rapp in. I can get it for you wholesale. You keep saying it's it's Adam Adam Rapp. You keep saying Anthony Rapp. Oh, you're right. I know I'm Adam right. Adam Pascal. You guys, go back to the beginning. Didn't he say... That's why I was so confused when he said Anthony okay, Rapp. Okay, and I was like, lawyers who's Anthony come Rapp? And take a listen to what like, I said. They get that all the Pascal. time because they were in Rent, and then they did all those duet concerts, and everybody Wait, okay. always gets them confused. There's Anthony Rapp, the actor. His brother, Adam Rapp, is a playwright. Mm-hmm. Then there's Anthony Pascal. Adam Pascal. Uh, see, did it again. Who starred in Rent with Anthony Rapp, 
And Adam Pascal is the one who just played Harold Hill. Am I did good you, now? Did you guys follow that? Because I finally, I think I got on the same page. SS Sadie story. I was just going to let him go and not say anything. But what's your favorite thing, Rob? Just let me sleep it off. Yeah. Let me just sleep it off. What is my favorite thing? Yeah, that's why we're here. Kevin. So. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I am reading Julie Andrews. This is not my favorite thing. It's going to lead to my favorite thing. But I'm reading Julie Andrews' um, autobiography right Part now. five? I mean, I feel like she's written like eight. It's called like Beginnings or something. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, folks. I can't recommend it. I'm sorry. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> Wait, I never thought you'd say that. I, You're I'm, just like, I'm sorry, guys. Ask, I'm going to finish reading it so you don't have to. I am. Because if I start a book, I have to finish it even if oh, I don't really? like it. And I'm sorry. She's very But it's literally like... And then we had 84 yachts, and I don't know which one to sell because we were going through financial issues. So we sold one of the yachts, and we had 83, and I'm like, okay. So what? That's so nice. Thank you, Julie. Next. There's some interesting stuff in there. I'm so sorry. If you're a Julie Andrews fan, by all means, read it. But I was reading it, and I'm like, oh. She's talked about someone, and I'm like, this person ironically, has never been a favorite thing. So I look back, because we've now done 197 favorite things. That's crazy. Episodes, times that by two. Because we've done our regular interviews. Yes. Two episodes a week for almost four years. But I was like, this person has never been a favorite thing. And I was like, this is ironic. So today I would like to celebrate somebody whose entire musical catalog is now available on Apple Music because this person put out so many records um, in his career. He's a Broadway actor. He moved to film and television, and uh, he's passed away. Unfortunately, otherwise we would try to get him on this show. It's not Jack Jones. Although sometimes he's actually been on this show, just in a different form. Today, my favorite thing is Robert Gerard Goulet. Shut your face. Robert Goulet. We've never made him a favorite I thing. mean, he's basically like the patron he's saint the, of our the, podcast. The, the Patreon the patron saint. saint of all of the podcasts, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm the Patreon saint of podcasts. <laughs> you can donate oh to me. Oh, my God. But 
I know that we joke about him so much, and I know, like, in his later years, you know, Will Ferrell, I think, you know, used to do him on SNL every once in a while. Not as good as you, Rob. Not as good as you. No, no, no. And so, but he was always, the thing I like about Robert Goulet was, like, he was always in on his own joke. Yeah. Like, he would also, like, appear with Will Ferrell in skits, and then, right. like, he did all those... Remember those commercials he Depends. would do? commercials? I'm no, totally you are kidding. an asshole. That's wow. a whole other story. I'm so sorry. Um, but I want to celebrate <laughs> Robert Goulet because his whole record collection, like I said, his album collection is now available on Apple Music. So if you've got a subscription, go on there and download it. There are some wonderful things called I'm Wishing You a Christmas. Just that? Just, just I'm, I'm Wishing, wishing you, you a Christmas. Christmas. Not like a, a Merry Christmas or... No, just, just Christmas. Just I hope you get one. I don't know who Mary is. <laughs> I don't know. Carol? I was married. Mar- Is was that ma- one of my mistresses or no? I was married to a Louise, a Carol, and finally Vera. <laughs> you know, I have like some albums of his from that are on, only on LP yes. that are those t- television uh, Columbia yep. did that of, of Kiss Me Kate uh, yeah. and Kismet, I think, was the other yeah. one. They're fun. I mean, like, he's, he's he, his voice is amazing, Rob. He, he, I know we joke about him, but... No, like, that, and that's why I wanted to celebrate yeah. him today. So, you know, he was born in Massachusetts, um, but, you know, French-Canadian ancestry. He did a lot of um, living, actually, in Canada. The happy time! Which I was going to say later pays off in Speaking the happy of time. Speaking French-Canadians. Um, and then... He, this is so really. I think this is interesting. When he was in uh, the in the nineteen fifties, when he was like starting his career in Canada, um, they did a Canadian version of Howdy Doody up there. You know the children's show. Guess who co-starred opposite with him in this? William Shatner. No, really? Can can you imagine those those two? Robert Goulet and William like Shatner on a parodies, children's TV two show. Two parodies living together. I mean, like, where's Catherine O'Hara when you need Robert? Her? Where's the puppet? <laughs> Puppets up uh, my ass. I got something on my butt right now. Come and, uh, find it. It's not a stick. <laughs> uh, and then he did, you'll love this, he did Kenley Players for like a number of years in a row. And then from Kenley Players, it led to him doing Camelot, which was his first Broadway musical. So that was, Kenley was before he got, yeah, he, he did, broke out and made it big. He did Kenley in the in the late 50s. He did things like Bells Are Ringing. He did Meet Me in St. Louis. He did Carousel. And there's this there's this story where John Kenley like went to his room after, oh, his dressing room after one of the performances and said, I'm giving you a raise because I know this is the last time that this is ever going to happen because you're going to be such a big star. And what's nice is Goulet went back and did Kenley Players like in the 90s. And oh, stuff. that is Isn't nice. That cool? So then, yeah, so there was Camelot. And then he got really big on television um, and never really looked back. Uh, it was a true matinee idol, like of that really? term. You know what I mean? Like the tall, strapping baritone. Like the only person who could sing If Ever I Would Leave You and make it believable. <laughs> well, if you look at him, like when he was younger, I'm looking at a picture of him right now, he's gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Absolutely gorgeous. Strapping. And so in the 70s and 80s, then he like dominated Vegas right. and Atlantic City. Come see me at Bally's. <laughs> you know, we do tab production. At the Sands. We do tab productions of musicals here at Atlantic City, so I, I'm playing the Mako role in uh, Pacific Overtures. Isn't that his name? The lead? The reciter? Mike Mako? I, they wanted me to come in to replace Sab Shimimono, and I said, that's not going to happen. Sab and I were two different heights, but Mako and I, it looked good. <laughs> also doing a tab version of Into the Light. Tab. Oh my God, into the light. <laughs> then we're going to do Mystery of Edwin Drood, but unfortunately we can only do 70 minutes of it, so we're just calling it the Mystery of... Uh, that's all we can afford yeah, time no for. No ending. Um, and then, like, God bless him, Tim Burton put him in Beetlejuice, and that yes. sort of, like, reignited his f- on-camera career. Then he did Naked Gun Two and a Half, 
which he's which is I think in, almost better way. than one of the first ones. I, I agree. I love. I, love I do one. love that one. And then he did a tour of Camelot where he got to play King Arthur this time. And the last time we and oh, Simpsons. He does a great thing on the Simpsons. If you remember, he sings Jingle Bells on the Simpsons. Oh, right. And then like the two thousand late nineties early two thousands, he was literally doing commercials everywhere. He was appearing on SNL. He had this whole like renaissance in his career. But like I said before, his entire collection of albums is now available on Apple Music. Go take a listen. I know we joke about him so much. He's one of my favorite people. But go and just appreciate the gift that he actually yeah, had because it is, it's, a, it's a pretty special one. That's a good one, Rob. That's a really good one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know what a good one is. Don't forget to buy my new album, Goulet Sings Contemporary Broadway. <laughs> I feel like he should have had like a disco album like Merman did, you know, Michael like Goulet in the bathroom. sings. Michael in the bathroom <laughs> by himself, all by himself. Solamente en el baño, por Miguel. I like when he breaks out in Spanish a little bit because he's lived in LA for so long and he's. Yeah, like, I live off of Hacienda Heights and I've learned some Spanish like pobre Miguel in el baño. <laughs> He's out there ignoring me, erasing all our history. See, I'm woke. You woke. I can put that in. See me in Tootsie. Don't wear a dress. <laughs> Told them that. I bet your one. Hades town is pretty good too. Oh, I would love to see him. Mm-hmm. Here's where we build a wall. He'd <laughs> <laughs> be great as Hades. <laughs> to keep Carol out. <laughs> oh, She's busting my balls. Mm, oh, sorry. Apparently, Aeneas doesn't like it when I rewrite the lyrics. (laughs) Andre, you're in my light. (laughs) So anyway, so Robert Goulet is mine. There's tons of albums out there. Do you have a favorite Robert Goulet song or album? No, I I love the happy time. I truly oh, yeah, truly love the music. I don't know a lot of his solo albums, so I'm going to give that a listen. Oh, I, I when he sings, I don't re, when I don't remember you when he sings part of Saint yep. Pierre, Saint Pierre, yep. and he gets up to that note, and you're just like, well, this is heaven. Yes, this is heaven. Yes, so that's it. Also, that's I gotta it. Say. Go Sorry, have guys. fun listening, and go check out Leonard Soloway's Broadway, the documentary, either at the theaters this weekend or online. If ever I would leave you. It wouldn't be tomorrow, because tomorrow the rent is due. Oh, no, I can't pay rent. I'm putting stuff away now. (laughs) You'll need to pay the rent for me. See, that's what I learned in acting class. I'm going to unplug your microphone. I can't pay the rent. You must pay the rent. Oh, no, not at rent time. I told you we should have sublet. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. You know, every once in a while I've got a rhyme in there. I played Harold Hill once. <laughs> opposite, opposite K. Ballard is Marion. I'm still talking. I don't even know why I'm still talking. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Are a few of my favorite things. 
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.